This episode of Geeks Crossing is brought to you by today's sponsor, Anchor. Ever wanted to start a podcast but can't find the right platform to work with? Don't worry, Anchor has you covered. Anchor is a free audio app that allows you to record a podcast on any device no matter where you are. Anchor includes an editing feature that allows you to customize your podcast, whether it be on your computer or mobile device, so you can easily omit any errors or unnecessary parts. Anchor also allows you to distribute your podcast to other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Google Podcasts, which is amazing. Did I mention the part about making money? No? Well, you could be earning money every time someone listens to your podcast with no minimum listenership. If that's not the easiest way to make a podcast, I don't know what is. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. How's it going, everyone? This is Eric from Geeks Crossing. And stop me if you heard this one before. I love Mario. Call it my childish predilection, but there's something about Mario games that keeps adults like me infested over the years. For those who have been following this podcast for a while, you know that the last time I released an episode that was Mario-related was all the way back in Season 1, where I recapped my favorite power-ups within the series as a celebration for Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Granted, I mention Mario every now and then, such as my top 10 favorite winter theme levels from video games, which I highly recommend you check out, even though it was released back in December and is debatably a Christmas episode. It's mostly about winter in general, which is a perfect time to listen to now, especially if you live in the northern part of the world. Anyway, I initially wanted to do a review of 3D All-Stars. Unfortunately, life was keeping me busy, so I didn't have time to do a full-length review. To make up for it, though, I promised myself I would give a quick review to the next Mario game that gets released. And what do you know it, the next Mario game just came out recently, and it happens to be ported from a Wii U game. Now, the Wii U, it kinda sucks, let's be real. But it had a share of good games, though. Like Smash Bros. 4, Star Fox Zero, Smash Bros. 4, Xenoblade Chronicles X, uh, did I mention Smash Bros. 4? Okay, obviously the Wii U was a failure, and Nintendo was aware of that, which is why nearly every Wii U game is getting ported to the Switch. Mario games already got that treatment, such as Mario Kart Deluxe and New Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Now we have Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Out of all the games within the Wii U's shameful legacy, Super Mario 3D World was actually a pretty great game. In fact, it's one of my favorite Mario games in general. Not better than Galaxy, but still. Either way, I was super excited to see this game finally be ported to the Switch, and the fact that they added additional content made me even more hyped. With that said, was Super Mario 3D World on the Switch worth my time and money? Let's find out. For those of you who haven't played Super Mario 3D World, get ready for spoilers, but for those who have played the game, you already know the story. Bowser kidnaps the Sprixie Princesses, a group of fairy-like creatures that have extraordinary powers, so it's up to Mario, Luigi, Toad, and surprisingly Princess Peach to save them. Oh yeah, and Rosalina too. Then again, she's only unlocked after completing one of the secret worlds, I think. So I guess she really doesn't matter to the overall plot. And no, I'm not counting Captain Toad. He was simply added just to foreshadow his own solo game. To this day, I haven't played Captain Toad, but I've heard mixed opinions on it. Let me know in the Discord server if it's worth playing or not. So now you're asking yourself, okay, the story is pretty much the same thing, but is there anything new I should know about? Well, that's where Bowser's Fury comes in. Bowser and his son Junior start polluting this island called Lake Lapcat with mysterious ink. Now, where have I heard that before? <coughs> Sunshine. <coughs> Only this time, Bowser gets corrupted by the ink and transforms into Fury Bowser, where he becomes more gigantic and monstrous. Yeah, this is pretty much a bootleg version of Giga Bowser from Super Smash Bros. Just with a different coat of paint. No pun intended. Seriously, look at Giga Bowser and compare it to this. It's pretty obvious where the developers got their inspiration from. Anyway, Bowser loses all sense of self-control while he's in this form and wrecks havoc among the island. 
so much so that not even his own son can get through to him. With no other option, Bowser Jr. needs Mario's help to get him back to his senses. Of course, Mario reluctantly agrees at first. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is the first time we've seen Mario team up with Bowser Jr. Granted, we've seen Mario team up with Bowser a few times, most notably in Super Mario RPG, a game that I have still have yet to play. I know, I have the SNES Classic Edition, so I shouldn't have any excuses to not play it. Cut me some slack, people. I am a hard-working adult, and I don't have time to play past Mario games. Yet, I'm reviewing a past Mario game, except this game is partially past how because I'm also reviewing a new game and... Uh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, it was cool to see Mario and Bowser Jr. team up either way. I guess Jr. is following his father's footsteps and teaming up with his archenemy, assuming that Super Mario RPG is canon. I wouldn't know because I still haven't played it. Also, let me know in the Discord server, is Super Mario RPG worth playing because I hear nothing but great things about it, especially that one character Geno, which was heavily requested to be in Smash. Okay, I'm going off topic, but then again, what else is new with me? <laughs> Basically, Mario and Bowser Jr. travel around the different parts of Lake Labcat and restore them from pollution in order to weaken Fury Bowser. I guess now would be a good time for me to talk about the gameplay. Super Mario 3D World offers fun levels for players to explore in a three-dimensional setting, hence the title. Yet the layout is still the same. You must track through certain obstacles and reach the goalpost before the timer runs out. And occasionally, you have to play as Captain Toad and go through those puzzle levels. Most people love those levels, but for me, I'm not a huge fan of them. They're just kind of there to promote Captain Toad, like I said. And it really doesn't matter if you're playing as Mario, Luigi, Peach, or Toad, because they all function the same. Except for Rosalina, who feels a bit broken. Then again, she's a freaking space princess or whatever, so this shouldn't come to anyone's surprise. Bowser's Fury, on the other hand, takes the 3D feature and instead, turns the entire island into an open world area for players to explore. It's like a hybrid between 3D World and Super Mario Odyssey, which in my opinion, is a perfect combination. Even though Luigi, Peach, and Toad are nowhere to be seen in this game, except for that random ass Luigi clone that looks like a Blue Lake version of Shadow Mario, Bowser Jr. is actually pretty useful. He can help Mario uncover items and whack enemies with his paintbrush, just to remind us all which game he originated from. And you can freely manipulate his AI to make him either help you a lot or a little. Like all Mario games though, there's power-ups for you to fight off enemies, and you can store up to 5 of the same power-ups in your inventory, just like in new Super Mario Bros. Not only that, Policy returns as well. Policy is that giant friendly dinosaur that helps you in 3D World's water levels. In Bowser's Fury, he can be unlocked after the first fight with Fury Bowser, and you can use him to travel across to each part of Lake Lapcat. This game also comes with a day and night cycle. Sort of. Every now and then, the sky will darken, stormy weather will occur, and Fury Bowser will strike, forcing him to run around and avoid his attacks until he stops. And these moments happen literally every 5 minutes or so, and it doesn't matter whether you're doing another mission or not. Fury Bowser will attack whenever the hell he feels like it. This kinda reminds me of Final Fantasy XV with its day and night cycle. Fun fact, that's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played, but that's a topic for another episode. Don't worry, the Cat Shines can end his rampage faster and weaken his stamina. The Cat Shines are pretty much this game's equivalent to the Power Stars, Shine Sprites, Moon Shards, or whatever. After collecting a certain number of them, you'll be able to summon the Giga Bell, which can be found throughout the island. Using the power of the Giga Bell will turn Mario into Giga Cat Mario, an amplified version of Cat Mario, except he's larger, resembles a lion, and has a golden aura surrounding him. Literally, as soon as I saw that form, I was like, Holy crap! Mario can now go Super Saiyan! And I know I'm not the only one who's thinking about Dragon Ball Z. It's almost impossible not to compare this with the Super Saiyan. All jokes aside, I thought this form was pretty cool. And it was great to utilize whenever the opportunity comes. Allow me to elaborate on that. Whenever a bell tower is restored, you and Fury Bowser have to keep throwing hands, unless you collect all the required cat shines to take on the true final boss. Now you're probably thinking, 
We already fought Fury Bowser many times. Who or what is the final boss? Normal, giant, boring-ass Bowser, of course. Really? That's the true final boss? You know it's sad when a recurring boss is more threatening than the final one. And don't get your hopes up. The ending's as basic as it can get. Bowser is back to normal, continues his feud with Mario, and Junior ends his truce with Mario and rejoins his father. But, it does feature a cute cutscene of Mario being surrounded by cats, which is a plus for me. You guys know I'm a huge cat person, I think the game developers love cats too. Because every enemy from Lake Labcat has cat ears. Or maybe that was added just for aesthetic purposes. Honestly, I'm a little bit disappointed with how short the game is. No joke, you could beat this game in about 2 hours, especially if you're trying 100% it. Then again, I think that was the point. Because the real meat, so to speak, is supposed to be 3D World. Yet, I was so infested with what Bowser's Fury had to offer, especially from a gameplay perspective. All of a sudden, I had an epiphany. This format does remind me a lot of Kingdom Hearts 0.2 Burp by Sleep A Fragmentary Passage. God, that's such a stupid title, it's not even funny. But that's besides the point. Eric, why are you bringing that game up, and what the hell does it have to do with Mario and this game? Basically, this game was released alongside a remake game as part of an HD collection. In this case, the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 HD collection, which featured a remake of Dream Drop Distance, CGI cutscenes of Unchained Key, which no one cares about, let's be real, and 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a two-hour game that was essentially a demo for Kingdom Hearts 3, at least according to the fanbase. I mean, they're not wrong for the most part. So who knows? All this could be hinting for what the next major Mario game could be like, which I'm hoping is a hybrid between 3D World and Odyssey. Just like Bowser's Fury in a way. Or maybe I'm just overthinking things as usual. Hey, a man can dream slash analyze, can he? I'm sorry if I didn't go too in-depth with 3D World. To be fair, there really isn't that much left to say about it. Besides the cutscenes being more polished and the multiplayer feature being amplified as well, it is what I expected it to be. Super Mario 3D World ported to the Switch. Though I can honestly say it feels better to play that game on the Switch instead of the Wii U. Then again, you can say the same thing about every Wii U game that was ported onto the Switch. Sorry to those who actually like the Wii U. Maybe I'll do a retrospective for that console in the future. Hint, hint, wink, wink. But going back to why I asked before during the beginning of this podcast, is this game worth adding to your collection of Switch games? To be honest, yes. Super Mario 3D World continues to be a great game. Sure, Bowser's Fury may be a bit underwhelming, but I think it's a stepping stone for what we can expect to see in the future. So give the game a chance whenever you can, especially if you're a hardcore Mario fan like myself. This has been another Geeks Crossing podcast. If any of you have played Bowser's Fury, let us know in our Discord server. A link will be in the episode info as always. Same thing goes for our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Thank you for listening, and take care everyone.